anything happened that yeah. you need to get off your chest this week? Well, a couple of things. And I know we don't like to talk about these things because as we record in advance, we we're in, we can't really be topical. But Academy Award winning actress, Louise Fletcher passed away at her home in France. That's right. And I believe well, we she was for- in her 80s. She was 82 we or 87. About this. We totally forgot about it. Now, unlike New York Times bestselling author George O'Connor, who we call a friend of the show, <laughs> Louise Fletcher had some what she just she 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 was she was quite hostile towards the SETI Bimco show because apparently, <laughs> you know, we made fun of her for Exorcist right. to the Heretic. Hey, look, we know you won the Oscar for playing Nurse Ratchet and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's not our fault you did Exorcist to the Heretic. It's not our fault you did Flowers in the Attic. Apparently she, she had some, apparently she had some sort of recurring role on Deep Space Nine, but you would probably know more oh, yeah. about that than I would. I can't complain about that role. I'm sorry. Yeah. So but apparently <laughs> on her deathbed, mm-hmm. her dying words were Seti Bimco, cease and desist. It's the SETI BIMCO Thanksgiving Holiday Blowout. Hosts Tim and John tell the story of how the Pilgrims started a Christian radio show, but those darn Native Americans would only listen to that damn rock and roll station. It's, it's the SETI BIMCO show, where we talk about the uh, trans- transgressions and humor of teenage life, both in real life and the movies. No, no, no transgressions. The humor and drama. Is that good? That's very good. That's a, that's a very succinct description of the show. And later today, we're, we're going to talk about a teen movie we watched, class of 1999. Right? Yes. With one of John's favorite actors. Uh... <laughs> so... He did a good job, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, did you know they offered the Nurse Ratched part to Miss Angela Lansbury and she turned it down? I did not know that. Yeah. And before you think like, oh, Angela Lansbury, who also recently passed away. Before you think like Miss Eglantine Price from Bedknobs and Broomsticks or Mrs. Uh-huh. Potts from Beauty and the Beast or Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote. If you ever see the movie, the original movie, not the one with... Um, Meryl Streep, Denzel Washington, and I believe it was Lee Schreiber, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Manchurian oh. Candidate. Uh, oh, there yeah. was, the original came out in 62, and it was with Frank Sinatra and mm-hmm. Lawrence Harvey and uh, Angela Lansbury. Yep. And it is just, oh, my gosh. She played such a dark character on that. She got her third and final Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress for, Best Supporting Actress for that. Do you know who she lost to? John, no. I'll give you a hint. 1963. I'll give you a hint. Wah, wah, as in wah, 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 the East River where my home, Patty Duke for the Miracle (laughs) Worker beat out Angela Lansbury for it. Of course. For um, for Best Supporting Actress that year. And apparently Angela Lansbury had some choice words for the uh, Sunny Bimco <laughs> program as well. But we're not going to get into it. We'll on. get into that another time. We will get into that another time. Um, so that's what oh, really just, happened. This. Yep. Well, one other thing, though, I do have. I have another note here. So the shoe company. Uh, A-D-I-D-A-S. How would you pronounce that? Uh, Adidas? Adidas, right. Because the big thing this week has been that Kanye mm-hmm. or Ye or whatever the hell he calls himself <laughs> now, because he made the anti-Semitic comments. And yeah, yeah. So this company has dropped his mm-hmm. the uh, endorsement deal, the partnership, whatever they were doing. Well, I watch sometimes Deutsche Welle, which is a, a news program in English out of Berlin. Okay. They also do on public radio, they do a lot of like classical concerts on the classical station out of Rochester. And I'm guessing they probably do them from like symphony halls where like there used to be Nazi rallies. I just have that feeling. I don't know why. <laughs> but if you ever watch the, if you ever watch the Deutsche Welle, they speak with like American and Canadian accents. I don't know, actually know the backgrounds of the anchors and the reporters, but it's like watching 
like the PBS News Hour or something like that. Do you know we have been pronouncing that name wrong all these years? The uh, name it, because it's a German company. The name it's actually pronounced Adidas. 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 Don't that's how you print that. That's the pronunciation. Yes, uh, it was found by one Adolf uh, Dassler. Um, it came. It came out of uh, Adolf Dassler and his brother Rudolf founded the Gebrüder Dassler Schuhfabrik or the Dassler Brothers Shoe Factory. They had a falling out in 1949, and they parted ways. No, this is true. Um, I know. I'm, I'm... Uh, uh, Adolf Adolf Dassler <laughs> founded Adidas. Okay. And Rudolf, his brother, founded Puma, the other shoe uh, company. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. You, you're not very but John. I am. You're, but John. You're not, John. Okay. P- mm-hmm. I think P- Pumas is pronounced Pumas. Puma. You got that wrong. I did probably. <laughs> I did probably. But see, Yay, Yay didn't have a deal with Puma, so I they okay. didn't. They didn't. I didn't get the full just, So just, just remember. So remember, just remember the next time you get like some like pushy executive from HBO over at uh, over at uh, you know the uh, over at the coffee shop over at um, you know yeah yeah, over, yeah. yeah you know Pex. you know. Yeah, over at Pax, at Theo Peck's place, the food <laughs> mecca of Brooklyn, yeah. located on what streets? It located on Tim. We got it. Let's Myrtle, get Theo Myrtle Avenue. Myrtle, Myrtle Avenue in Brooklyn. We he's not, given, he's not paying us anything. We well, we haven't given him a plug in a while. He was <laughs> one of our more entertaining guests. So the next time that somebody <laughs> comes in wearing their shoes, uh, you can say, "Oh, I love your Adidas." And they'll be like, no. you mean Adidas? And, and you're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the, cri- the correct German oh. pronunciation is Adidas. I'll say, how do you like my Pumas? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And my... Yes. And where those, what are those sandals they wear in Ithaca? I'm forgetting. Birkenstocks? The, the, uh, are you saying that correctly, John? Come on. Back in stock. I, I don't know. Back in stock. Back in stock. They were they were involved in the ultimate solution too. I'm convinced they were they were involved in the ultimate. They were they were involved in the ultimate solution as well. I believe. (laughs) Don't tell those kids in the nineties. So now we're done with the history channel. Lesbians (laughs) all over the world will be burning their back in stocks. Yes. So enough with the history channel. That's why I'm laughing. Suddenly, Seti Bimko. History Channel. Suddenly, so, yeah. Hey, we've got to. You know, we got to get ratings up. We got. We might have to spin off, or but we got to stick to our. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, our formula because it's working so well. It is. Hey, it is. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I just show up. I just show up once, sometimes <laughs> twice a week, and you know, I'm like, okay, we're doing great. Tim's like, yeah, we're doing yeah. great. I'm like, okay, if you say so. Here I am again. Ah. <laughs> uh, so how about you? Did you have any, do you have anything to report this week? Come on. Rats. Do, I have, do, do you I have, have anything time? about rats? Do you have anything about? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, how do you uh, know? How about the egg? How, how's the Eggman thing going? <laughs> I mean, come on, tell That's me what's good. going, what's going up. You can call me out for, for bragging, but I did another one of my 22 mile bike rides, which oh, you should really <laughs> call me an ass for saying 22 I could just say it's 20, but, you know, Google says 22. So I'm like, hey, it's 22. Are you, what brand name shoe were you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> were, you wearing were you wearing Adidas mm. or were you wearing Puma? Uh, I was wearing Naki. Naki. <laughs> yes. That's how you say that, John. Of course. <laughs> of course. But I <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. So where the, so where'd the bike where the where'd you take the where the bike ride go? Where did where did the, the usual the usual one? The usual, by the <laughs> taking your life Dakotas. into your own hands by the Dakota. Yep. Okay. Yes. And uh, you you just have a death wish, <laughs> don't you, Tim? Over over by the this always happens near the the nine eleven memorial. I'm at the mm. red light. I'm on a bike trail. It's mixed with walking trail, and these people they seem to be dressed in uh, adult. Um, 
like scout leader outfits, whatever you call it, adult scout leader, scout leader, Hitler youth. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Pushing someone in a wheelchair that was an outfit. There was no kids, no scouts, which I think now are, you know, you're not legally allowed to have a child within 40 feet of a scout leader, but. Right. I think that is. But I'm I think they did. I think they did pass that. If it's not a federal law, and, it's something they passed in Albany, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Don't write letters in. I told my Please story about don't my, write my, letters my scout leader who had a crush on me. Um, uh, anyway, they were looking around and I was trying to look at what their badge was, but they looked too friendly and I was afraid if I looked too long, they'd talk to me. I didn't want to talk to them. In New York, you do it all the time. I, I, I'm good. No, seriously, I've gotten the, I don't make eye contact with anyone anymore. It's like, oh, I almost made eye contact with that person. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. But they were, so I thought they're scouts. They got someone in a wheelchair. I'm waiting at the red light, and they decide they're going to walk through this red light on the New York street. And I'm like, oh, jeez. You're scouts. You got an old lady in a wheelchair. This is the opposite of what you're supposed to do. And a tour bus is coming at them. And the uh-huh. tour bus was honking, and they're just waving uh-huh. as if Not as if he's saying hi. No, no, I mean the bus did stop, but they were waving like, "Oh, he's being friendly," and it's like, "No, I'm honking because you're the road, oh the green light, and I'm going to kill you." <laughs> That's all. I just was like, <sighs> "They got someone in a wheelchair. They got an old lady. That they're imposter scout leaders. I don't know. Yeah. If I looked close, I would have seen. But well, you got Netflix. Have you watched the new? Se- I know you love unsolved mysteries. There's new unsolved mystery season. Is it really? No, I am so way behind yeah. on my Netflix viewing. I need to do that. Well, that's um, all there is. Because the second season of a Swedish, I am not the demographic what? for this. It's called Young Royals. It's basically like a teen drama. And it's like uh-huh. this fictional member of the Swedish royal family. And he's like, the, there's a queen on the throne of Sweden. And and he's the younger son and his What's elder called? brother. It's called Young Royals. It's this, oh, you told me this. Yeah. And basically in the last season, spoiler alert, the older brother who is the crown prince gets killed in a car accident. So now mm. the younger brother is now the crown prince. He's going to be the heir to the throne. Unfortunately, he's met another boy at boarding school and they are starting <laughs> a homosexual relationship. Okay. And uh, this is the cliffhanger for last season was the the cousin, who is a real asshole, uh, was Jeez. videotaping him, videotaping them with his phone through the window. He thinking okay. that oh, the prince was with a girl, thinking that the prince was with a girl, and then it turns out he's with this other guy, and that's oh, how they end. And that's how they ended it. So I need to sit down and watch that. Now, are there dragons in this? There are no. <laughs> I heard that might be the third season. That might be the third. (laughs) That might be the third season. Why I'm watching the show? It's like targeted at like teenage Swedish girls, and I like am like totally hooked (laughs) on it. And something else happened where I created this great new bit we can do. It's called "Kids Say the Darndest Things." Has anyone done this? <laughs> Maybe Art Linkletter in the fifties. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm walking my big thirty-three pound dog, and there's a wow. lady and her daughter. Lady and her daughter, and they've got like a puppy poodle, big as my two fists put together. And the name of the poodle is Bear. Bear. And and we, I let them sniff each other, and the little puppy's excited. And the little girl, who's like six or seven, uh, she says to me. Has your dog had rabies vaccination? I said, yep, my dog is all vaccinated. And then she says, so that means my dog can't get your dog pregnant. And her mom is <laughs> laughing. I'm laughing. Oh, there's going to be there's going to be a real <laughs> serious talking about another seven or eight years, isn't there? Well, I told her, hey, Bear could still give my dog some very serious sexually transmitted diseases, so... So we watched a movie, The Class of 99, which was filmed in 1990. Mm-hmm. And it's an American science fiction thriller. I picked it, so I'll read the little Go ahead, blurb. Yeah. Directed by Mark L. Lester. It's the follow-up to his 1982 film, Class of 1984, which I also want to watch because Michael J. Fox I, is in it. I have not wow. seen it. I but seen you know what else Mark Lester directed? 
Roller Boogie. That's right. (laughs) With Miss Linda Blair from The Exorcist and Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Maybe we'll have to watch that, huh? Oh, well, the last, uh, did I not, uh, maybe I said, I don't know if it ever got in the air here. I can't remember. But the last time I had, before we did our first program with Abba the Movie, yeah. Before that, I had seen Abba the movie on Turner Classic Movies, and okay. after Abba the movie, they ran Roller Boogie. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't my God, that. my little head almost exploded. Abba the movie and Roller Boogie? That was 10 and years I, ago. Then I put, then I put <laughs> on my, uh, then I put, well, let me see, it was probably like about, yeah, five or six years ago. And then I put on my, um, then I put on my Xanadu tr- soundtrack and danced around the room. Jeez. Got to cut this all out, John. No, this is gold. <laughs> this is comic gold. <laughs> no, I mean for for your own dignity. That's what oh, I'm I don't care. I have no dignity right now, Tim. We're like yes. what? We're like we're like almost forty episodes into it. My <laughs> dignity, my dignity went out the air like episode two or three. Don't worry about your my di- dignity. I'm fine. Your, di- your dignity? Did you? Your dignity? <laughs> not that, that I had so much. Much, not that much, not, not that I had much much of it to begin with. But whatever little <laughs> I had, yeah, that was gone by. I don't know the time we interviewed uh, Marcy from oh, the uh, movie. Mixtape podcast. I think everything was gone. Jeez, so hard on yourself. Well, well, I am the adult. I am the this... adult child of an alcoholic. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, also, Mark, he produced. He was the producer of Toby Hooper's Funhouse. As we just talked yes, about Toby Hooper. I saw that in the credits too. Yes. Yeah. At any rate, See, it, it all comes Sirens. together in the SETIverse. It all comes it together in the SETIverse. This is episode 38. I think it's a special number. I know, right? If you add eight and three, what do you get, John? Uh, three more than eight. <laughs> you get 11. 11, that's right. That was, oh, I, was gonna, I wasn't sure. And I wasn't going to. See, I, I, only have ten, I only have 10 fingers, and, and I nope. can't. And I couldn't, I wasn't, I, I, once I get above the 10 figures, fingers, I don't want to chance it, you know, make a fool of myself. John, this is, but this is November. What, what number month is that? It's the 11th month. 11, 11. And you, two and you had another, and you had another incident at the nine eleven Memorial. Oh, <laughs> you took it to a sad place. And, and, uh, soul is 33 pounds, which is three times 11. Now you're stretching. <laughs> Maybe she only needs like an 11 milligram dose of puppy Prozac. <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be cool? Like the vet goes, oh, I think 11 milligrams will be enough for her. 11 milligrams would probably <laughs> kill an elephant. But anyway. Where are you going with this 11 thing? I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe she maybe she'll <laughs> get put an 11 milligram dose of puppy Prozac. Maybe. I don't, okay, I don't know enough about these things. This yeah. takes place. So this movie, let me read. Let me read the go ahead. I'm synopsis. sorry. I'm... This movie is a class of 1999. Takes place in Seattle. Takes place takes place in the future because it's 1999 in a place where the schools are riddled with crime, with guns and goth kids, and metal fences and police wearing masks. And uh, Stacy Keach introduces an idea. To mm-hmm. build cyborg teachers to deal with these kids, so that's that's class in nineteen ninety nine. Kind of, kind of a few years after RoboCop, they said, "How about Robo teachers?" How about Robo teachers? And I hate to say it, this is very sad commentary on our society. I mean, yes, it was highly exaggerated, but but I know uh, I was thinking the same thing. There are two far <laughs> off the mark on some of these things, are they? No, they are not. Joshua John Miller. He was nominated uh-huh. for a Young Artist Award for his performance in this film. We got yeah. a lot of hate mail because John does not like Joshua John Miller. I just work. don't like him. No, I was kind of hoping, he only did fine. a few films. I was, I was kind of hoping that, like, I don't know, like, you know, James Dean only did three movies and then was killed in a horrible car crash. So it was like what? Joshua John Miller. He jo- only did a few movies and then got killed mm-hmm. in a horrible car crash. Is that what ha- that would be? No. He's, oh, he's still damn. around. Isn't damn. he the one that opened the swimsuit company, or is he not? We'll have to go damn. back to that. No, who is the swimsuit company? That was, uh, oh, maybe it was. <laughs> never, 
No, no maybe it was the swimsuit company. He's, he sounds swimsuit. He's doing good for himself. Fine, so just this, do not get on the screen anymore because there is really no difference between the role he played here and the role he played in Teen Witch other than yes. in this role he got to do drugs and say fuck a lot. Yeah, and, and that's he was the only not. and that's the only difference in the characters. No, he wasn't into food. No, he was into drugs. Yes. And then afterwards he so got the munchies. They didn't show that. We got Dr. Forrest played by Stacy Keach. He created these educational units. We got Pam Greer playing a robot, a cyborg uh, chemistry teacher. We got Malcolm Ms. McDowell. Miss Connor. Malcolm McDonald is the principal, sorry. Uh, uh, you know, you know and the, uh, Dr. Dr. Langford is Malcolm McDowell, the, the, the principal, right? Okay. The principal, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Angel is played by Joshua John Miller. Mm-hmm. And his brother Cody, this I'm a mess. Cody, let's go to the start of the movie. Cody, he's getting out of prison. And we don't know back why. To school. No. Probably a weapons also, charge or a drug charge. <laughs> and when he gets out of um, prison, they tell him, you better show up to school on time or we're going to throw you back here in the hoose gal. Yep. His brother is Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes back to school. He used to be a member of the Blackhearts. And mm-hmm. they're all like, hey, you're back. And he, we don't really know why, but he's like, I'm not going to be a gang member anymore. Right. Trying to be a good kid, even though mm-hmm. we give we give no context to that. I don't know what happened in, in prison. I don't know either. Gave drugs. Well, we can, we can guess what happened. Oh, in prison. God. They Specifically made that joke. the shower stall, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> they made that joke. They did make that joke. <laughs> so uh, he goes to school. Gets a hard time for. Not being a um, well, first they go home, right? But they drive through a war zone. They like no. He goes to school first. First, okay. And he yeah. meets the daughter of the principal, who seems to like him for some reason, even though mm-hmm. she's dressed up in she's, nice clothes. Nice she's ears. very preppy. Very. She's yes. actually more eighties than nineties. She's very yes. like she's very teen witch kind of sort of. Like yeah. dressed up as a popular girls in teen witch. See, jo- Joshua John Miller had no no he was wearing he was wearing yoga shorts in this movie that were tie-dyed. They were a lot. Yeah, there were a lot of poor fashion choices in this movie. But anyway. Oh, I do. And I want to point out, uh, her name's Christine, the daughter of the principal, if I remember. Yes. I do want to know if you noticed, John, almost like every class she was in the same day, she had a new outfit. Every time you saw her, she had new nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out because I yeah, wonder well, if you noticed. Yeah, they probably had no continuity person on the film. You know, right. it's just like, yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Well, I'm guessing she's very wealthy. I'm, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. So she. So after each class, she goes into the girls' room and changes. So yeah, yeah okay. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I wish I thought of that in high school. Just every time I go to the bathroom to have a change of clothes and see who would notice. Especially that day you nobody, wore the Hulk. Nobody would notice. Especially that day you wear the Hulk pajama top that you wish you had right. done that. Yes. I would just change to a Spider-Man pajama top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Then they go home. They have these futuristic cars that, that uh, look like war machines. And they go home through the... Uh, the Razor. The other gang is the Razor Heads or the Razors? The Razor Heads. Yes. Yes. And, and the for Black some Arts reason, and the Razor Heads, yes. The, they don't explain this either. That the kid out of prison wants to drive through this area where they get shot at, they chase them out. They have a car chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure why they do that. Comes maybe, it's home, a, is, yeah. maybe it's just a simple case of it's the quickest way to get there. I'm guessing. Probably something yeah. just as simple as that. Gets home, his mom is on drugs, and mm-hmm. his mom and his, his brother are fighting over who gets the drugs. Uh, yeah. You can tell he's all disgusted with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's your over typical, it. Your typical 80s family. Mm-hmm. Again, like Patty Duke, this is 1999, and nobody's talking about Y2K. Nobody's talking about Y2K. But I won't get into that again. I'll let it go. No, let's, yeah, let it go. I think, I think with everything that was going on, at Kennedy High School <laughs> in Seattle, I think Y2K was the least of their worries. Yes. Because it's and it's funny you mentioned that because there was no technology in it. Like, it was, they're still writing things down in notebooks. There are, like, no right. tablets. There's no computers. There's no, there's yes, nothing. He wrote, 
He wrote that kid a pass to go back to his class. Yeah, there's like, there's no technology in it. Nope. So and, I guess that's why they didn't work. I guess that's why they weren't talking about Y2K. Right. And no Starbucks. This takes place in Seattle. Did I already say that? You did say it no takes Starbucks. place in you did say it takes place in Seattle, but you didn't mention Starbucks. No, I'm saying there should be. I there saw should the, be. I saw I saw the space needle in the background. So everyone's a uh, goth punk rocker in this. Stacy Keach has a rat tail and uh yeah. <laughs> bad bad choice. I think the oh, rat tail was say- in fashion for one month. Yeah, yeah, it was big in Sweden when I lived there. I remember that, but it wasn't oh. like always the rat tail on the back. Like sometimes it was on the side, like I like on either that. the right or the left. I remember that too. And sometimes like you dye it a different color um, than Ooh. your hair. I remember so that. Was, or maybe that was a Swedish thing. But but actually, only four years behind. I do. Um, Stacy Keach is actually a wonderful actor. Um, yeah, he, he did. Right. He did that Mike Hammer show in the eighties, which I never saw. I think because it was on Friday nights at like 10 o'clock or something um, when we were in high school. I'm guessing that's mm-hmm. why I didn't watch it. But he's done he's a, a lot of good stuff. He really has. He's actually really a fantastic. They didn't get a good cast for this. I mean, Pam Greer, Malcolm McDowell. You can't go wrong yeah. with Malcolm McDowell. He's done. He's well, awesome, I think. He is. But, yeah, that's my my biggest complaint for this movie. It's a little too good for us. It's a little too good because there's Actually, a chase scene. There's a chase scene and they show the chase scene. We, we're used to movies yeah. where like, oh, look at that chase scene. And you hear a car crash. And yeah. Then there's a car on fire. <laughs> and there's like a Roman candle. that <laughs> They like light off a Roman candle. Yeah, we did kind of get a little. Yeah, we did kind of raise our standards because I actually kind of let Joshua John Miller aside. Yes. who I still can't stand. I actually really kind of enjoyed this movie. And I started yes. watching, there were some scenes that like, I don't ever really remember watching this movie, but, but then there were familiar? like certain scenes and I don't want to get too far into it because I don't want to give anything away, but there were, there was like one scene towards the end where they're going around the school. And I was like, I've seen this movie before, but I don't remember. Well, like, maybe, maybe I was over at somebody's house and yeah. they had, it was on HBO or Cinemax or something. And I just happened to be there for that scene or something. Maybe I don't know. It is similar to movies called Robocop and Terminator. So we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. that. That's what you don't want to give away. So, well, but no, this is this was like a specific scene. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay. He comes back. He ca- oh, we get introduced to the robot teachers. Yes. They rip their faces off and like, look at me. Look at me. I'm an android. Metal skull. Yes. And the way he does it, like he like he takes his upper lip and like pulls it up, mm-hmm. which was actually kind of cool. Yes. And in the beginning, they're just like perhaps a little too aggressively showing discipline. Mm-hmm. Oh, you um, mean before they before they go to class? before they go on their killing spray? <laughs> we're talking about well, when they go to class. Yes, like yes. there were some kind of brutal, like Pam Greer as a uh, Miss Connor sticking her high heel like in that guy's foot in the one kid's yeah. foot mm-hmm. which i think went through i think it went through his foot but that's all i'm saying that's what i they think did get a little, i mean it was you know there was like ooh, you know and you were kind of like yeah for the teachers you know you're kind of like yeah that's great and then suddenly <laughs> it goes terribly terribly wrong oh no like when the one teacher started um uh what was his name um when mr teacher. harden starts like spanking the kids Oh, like, yeah, boom, don't, boom, don't, boom. We need to spend some time in that, John. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it now. <laughs> Let's do it on 42 minutes in. We got to get to this eventually. <laughs> yes. What would you think of that? Spanking a, like, 15, well, supposed to be an 18-year-old. He looked old. Supposed to be a 17, 18-year-old kid. You know, I don't know. They're like, <laughs> can we do corporal punishment? Who cares? We got it, you know. There was just like, no, was it, was just just, like it was just a weird scene. That's all. It was, it was a weird, weird scene. There were, there were some very, very weird scenes, and that, and you know, I was kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, you know, they're punks. Some of them kind of deserved it. You know what I mean? Some yeah. of them just had to be shut up. And then suddenly, it just all turns on a dime, and it's like, ooh, this is kind of brutal. Yeah, and Stacey Keach is like, it's okay. Yeah, You're programmed us. It's okay. And they have those. They have that visual look, which I, is also is like what RoboCop had, where it says right, right, and it's like discipline, student, student, anni- discipline, annihilate. Uh, there are like different yes. categories, verbal, but, verbal. Yeah. 
But it's like, but like they're always picking like the most drastic and it's like, oh, <laughs> and then you're like annihilate. It's like, oh, this is not going to turn out good. And for yeah. poor Sonny, who one of, uh, 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 one of Cody's other brothers. Yes, he was. He was really messed up on the drugs. He got into the class messed up on drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they take him to his locker mm-hmm. and the teacher shows off by sticking his hand into the metal locker, opening it up right. and shoving well, all the drugs shoving, in his mouth. Shoving all the drugs in his mouth and he dies and pulls off the crucifix covered in, it, covered in his blood. But now I'm, kind of, now I'm getting confused on the scene. Did the, gy- the gym teacher killed somebody first. Yes, he was beating up on uh, Co- Cody, our hero. Right, but then he killed somebody in the class too. Because uh, a kid came back with a gun intending to shoot well, the gym right. teacher. Right. And the robot right. cyborg gym teacher kills this kid. <sighs> right. And that's when all the technicians downstairs are like, oh my God, we got to shut it down. And Stacy Keach is like, sorry, there's no off button. I'm like, what? Yes, really? he is Department no of edu- the Department of Educational Defense. Yes. Didn't he, he said something like, you can't stop them once they're programmed. I'm like, well. Right. Oh, dear. That's, that's a good gonna, plan. This is not going to go well. <laughs> and it didn't go well for Stacey Keach, but we're not going to get into that right now. It didn't what? It didn't go well for Stacey Keach, let's just say that. Oh. Okay. Oh, this reminds me. There are key scenes in here, John. Okay. So the principal has a meeting with them after this first day where they kill a student and kill two students, I guess. Kill students, yeah. Uh, they have a meeting. And what is Stacy Keach doing during the meeting? He's this big, tough guy, defense guy. Do you remember? He's eating a banana. Oh, yes, what, yeah. What is, seems to be this serious scene where the principal's like, yeah. you kill a student, blah, blah, blah. And he's he just, a, he, maybe he he's needed eating. potassium. Maybe he needed potassium. <laughs> Maybe he was depleting his potassium levels, keeping up with these cyborg teachers. That could be. Could the director, be. I don't know. I, did you read Wikipedia? The, the director wanted him to eat a carrot, but Stacy said that eating a carrot didn't go with the back the back character he had created. Right. Because. It involved, it involved a promising first failed cyborg, a cyborg monkey who was programmed to eat bananas and teach high school students how to pick parasites off of each other. And that uh, monkey self-destructed. And he doesn't like to eat monkeys. I mean, he doesn't like to eat carrots or monkeys. You know, I see bananas in tribute <laughs> to the monkey. I thought you were going to say teach the kids how to throw their feces at each other. But anyway. That's too easy. <laughs> and while we're on it, since we're behind, it, mm-hmm. he went to a dinner with the principal right after that to talk right. about the problems. Did you see what he's drinking at this fancy dinner? Milk. A glass of milk. A glass of milk. <laughs> Meanwhile, like going Malcolm on? McDowell's getting his third, <laughs> triple, or quadruple bourbon. I know. I mean, that, that, whatever that was, it was bourbon or whiskey or whatever it was. I mean, he had it filled right to the top of that rocks glass with no rocks. Because he he's like losing control. Now, Stacy Keach says he's going to get really rich off of that, but apparently Malcolm <laughs> McDowell's not going to be cut into it, but he'll have the glory and the notoriety. But not once in nine. Are you talking about the having cyborgs at the school? Yeah, but Stacey yeah. Keach is like going to be a billionaire. What ads? What what ads did you get in this movie? By the way, what were personalized ads? Uh, you were I got the cute guy doing the DoorDash again, the cute uh, long haired oh. musician guy. Interesting. What else? I get steel chainsaws. Um, what? Wait. What else do they make chainsaws out of? No Iron? steel. S T I H L. I believe it's another oh. German company. It's another German company like Adidas. You, you, you pronounce that wrong. That is steel. 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 The steel. The cutters. S- I'm sorry. I'll throw in my, I'll throw in my Adidas's <laughs> and go out and buy a steel. The steel cutters. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of the final yeah. solution. It's all part of the final <laughs> solution. Steel's so. and Adidas's. <laughs> I got Adidas's <laughs> truth teller. I already messed it up. Damn it. <laughs> I got ads for truth teller bourbon or bourbon. That's how you oh, pronounce I get, that. I didn't get that. I did and get also, something for, for a spirit, but was it I got, vodka? I got ads for a flex card, which is some sort of Medicaid uh, card. That's probably no, a total ripoff thing. Is that I a real get... flex card? C- Cody. Cody says something's wrong with these 
teachers, let's go to their house. They find out they all live together. He goes with the daughter of the principal on their motorbike because she's into him. Uh, and there's nothing at the house except right. in the future, DW40 is what keeps cyborgs lubricated, I guess. And whatever was in the canisters that had to be refrigerated, I don't know. And, and one thing like... that was never explained, one lacy bra. Oh. <laughs> Why did three robots have one lacy bra? I think, the that girl... was, I, think I, I think that was Stacey <laughs> Keach's, actually. Yes. <laughs> but we're not going to get into that. Eating bananas and drinking milk and wearing the lacy bra. We're not. That was that's okay, that, John. John. That was that's part okay. of the that was part of the story they cut out. You know, Stacy Keach is an adult. If he wants to do that, it's part tails. of his backstory. It's part of his backstory. I don't know. But that's for real, people. People listening, they found nothing yeah. in their apartment because they're cyborgs except a lacy bra. And, and when I like, saw. Yeah, when I saw that condo they lived in, that whole complex, it looks so suburban Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah, the kind of that kind of. Uh, what, what even architectural style is that? I don't know. Is it even a style? I don't know. But just well, that kind. Oh man, yeah, they were all over Raleigh. Those condos I like got a, that. I got a surprise for you, John. This movie takes place in Seattle. I know it takes place in Seattle, <laughs> and I said it just reminded. Maybe they just filmed that scene in North Carolina for the tax Probably. credit. Probably. Still know. no Starbucks. Still no Starbucks. Oh, here's I bet you I... Starbucks had coughed up the money, they would have been in there, though. <laughs> but here's where I say this movie's a little too good, because the cyborg teachers see the kids in their apartment, and car chase ensues where they chase them on their motorcycle. And yep. we actually see it. There's actual stunts. Mm-hmm. And he... He tricks them into driving into the ocean. Yeah, Puget Sound or whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. Because it is uh, in Seattle, Tim. You know, it's in Seattle, right? Which would be the Puget Sound. And there's water there. Not Raleigh, North Carolina, but Seattle. Puget Sound. Not the worst state to work in, North Carolina. Is is it really North Carolina? Yeah, I had to cut that out of the episode that when Will was here and he lives there and he said, you know, it's the... It's oh. the bottom. It's the worst state to work in. And I looked it up online, and yes, worst state to work in. I'll cut oh. that out. We don't, we don't need them mad at us. It's bad enough we're making fun of Florida because they didn't invent the elevator until 1970. I guess when they say ignorance is bliss, I guess they're right. I didn't realize I <laughs> I did have some real shitty jobs there. I will say that out loud, but... Well, I thought, yeah, I, thought that was just, I thought that was just my educational level, not you, anything else. <laughs> Were you able to? Never mind. Not going to get into unions. Oh so no, they no, think, no no no! <laughs> right think, to work state, which means we're going to crap <laughs> on you. <laughs> so uh, obviously the robots live because they they're they're cyborgs. But the Cody and the girl run off. Um, and here's another uh, bad Stacy Keach idea. He's like the the. the the, the workers are like, we don't know who the robots are. And he's like, well, we don't monitor them when they're not at work. We, they can <coughs> yeah. that was go around smart. and murder people all they want. <laughs> all they want to. We don't care. Just as long as it's not happening on school grounds. Uh, I have a note here. John will be happy because Angel dies. Because what do these yes. cyborgs do? What's their plan? They're going to kill everybody. No, but first, first they, they kill gang members and make it think it's the other gang so that they right. will kill each other turn, but turn on each other yeah they kill yeah. angel right well see my favorite scene up to that point was when they go into earlier on when um cody goes into the club and they're like shooting automatic weapons into the right. ceiling and they're all yes. dancing around and they're just beating the crap out of uh, beating the crap out of angel and yes. that was his initiation <laughs> and he goes i'm mm-hmm. finally a black heart and cody says i'm like well congratulations and watching joshua john miller getting Crappy Adam was my favorite scene until they killed him off. And then I was like, right. this is a fantastic movie. <laughs> going to get hot hate mail. That's all right. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring Telling it on. you you're pronouncing Pumas wrong. Pumas. I'll, I'll, I'll put on my Adidas's and <laughs> come down there and respond to any of your hate mail. <laughs> He will cut it up with his steel, his steel cutters. Steel, his steel chainsaw. I call them steel cutters. It's all part of the finest solution. So the gang war starts, 
and our Strasbourg teachers show up at the gang war to like kill people here and there behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I heard it took five days to film this because of all the mud, and they filmed it in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they had to edit out any accidental showing of the Starbucks. Did they, film, did they really film this in Seattle? They did, John. The Space oh, Needle is oh, the okay. background. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> no Starbucks. No Starbucks. That's what's throwing me off. They figure out teachers are the cyborgs one moment, and I'm not sure how. Did you? Did I blink? Well, they're just Well, I know the one scene, like Pam Greer. Okay, so the one kid was his name, Raphael. He's the leader of the Razorheads. And he gets a call from Cody, oh. and he's like, yeah, bring it. And then later on, after they, oh, they, okay, they kill Malcolm McDowell, the principal. Very brutally, yes. they, like, grab yeah. him by the neck and, like, put their fingers into his carotid arteries. And it, oh, it was quite a, quite a gruesome death. And so about 10 o'clock, Pam Greer shows up at the house, mm-hmm. and she picks up the phone and disguises her voice as, I'm going to say Raphael. I don't know if that was his name. Yeah. I think it was Raphael. So you're like, so the call that Raphael got, it wasn't from Cody. It was these cyborgs yes. disguising their voice and Pam Greer disguising her voice. And so they're all, they're all meeting down at the high school. And Cody goes, but what would he be doing at the high school? Why would he spend any more time the, than he would have to spend there? And then, and then yeah. it all dawns yeah. on, wait a second, we're getting set up. And lo and behold. Yes. And Pam Greer kidnaps uh, the principal's daughter, right. Christy, who, who likes Cody. Right. Right. Okay. And then they get then they and take they, their motorbikes and they're riding through and this is where this is where I remember this is what I remember. I remember these scenes with the motorbikes going through like the classrooms and everything. Well they meet the with hallways. the other gang. Yeah, yeah but I, the other I, gang. I really I really okay. remember that. But there is another movie with that. I think there's two. Oh, okay. Maybe um, that's what it is then. Motor, uh, there's a movie called Motorcycle High School. Uh, and all the kids ride their motorcycles up and down the hall. You know, it was the 90s. I was probably high. I probably saw all three of them. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? But the gangs meet up, and he's and Cody's like, there's cyborgs in there. Let's join forces. And as you said, they ride their motorcycles into the school for the uh, uh, final, final confrontation. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids says, these teachers are like bad, effed up George Jetsons. Or George Jetson nightmare. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, George Jetson was not a cyborg. What George are you talking Jetson, about? Rosie the robot was a Rosie? housekeeper. Can yes. you imagine? Oh, you now that was the that was the episode of the Jetsons they can't show where Rosie goes on her killing spree. End of the movie. These are the parts you remember. They rip off their skin. There's a flamethrower over one yeah. arm, and there's a blades that under one. The guy rips off his hand, and there's like a blade under there, and and the yeah, other one the, was uh, like a machine gun or a rocket, sh- or rocket. Launcher. Yeah, yeah, like a grenade launcher or something to that effect. Yeah. So, and, and Pam Greer, for some reason, they shoot her, and she survives, but she rips her chest open just to laugh about how there's mm-hmm. stuff inside. Yeah, and, and she's got the flamethrower for the arm. Her hand starts melting, and it's a yes. flamethrower, and. Well, the point I want to make is they, they put that fake boob on her, and uh, every scene I was like, oh, yeah, there's the fake boob. I know. It's there's a prosthetic boob. boob. <laughs> You've got to show us the rest of the movie <laughs> kind of sticking out of her shirt. Yeah. Uh, if only she had that lacy bra Stacy Keaches to throw on there, <laughs> <yes>. you know? <laughs> what was with that bra? Uh, now um, uh, you know I didn't even notice it. Now I'm going to be thinking about that. I'm going to be I'm going to be at work all day tomorrow. What was it with that Lacey bra in class of 1999? They had a few catchphrases they tried to to make work here. The, they blew up Pam Greer, and they said, "Right here, you mechanical bitch." Yeah. And right after after the classroom blows up, he says, "Guess I blew that course." Uh, that was kind that of. Was, <laughs> and and here's where the movie is very much like Terminator with. Half the skin falling off and yeah, metal yeah. underneath. And what was that forklift? Was that a forklift he was driving in the end to kill the yes. gym teacher? What was there? Why was there just a random forklift? Another about you know, you're, <laughs> who cares about the lacy bra? Why is there this random yes. forklift just sitting in a high school? Yeah, that's right. I never thought of that. Yeah. Forklift anyway, in a high school. They had to end the movie somehow. That's how so they do. We have enough. Do we have <laughs> enough money to run a forklift? They're like, well, yeah. Like okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna wrap this up. 
Yes, they they uh, they blow up Pam Greer. They shoot the history teacher through the head and uh, forklift and bus because he he lives. First he live. First they run a bus over him, but he lives, and then the forklift. Right. Not that it matters to the people listening at home. The, the, all the kids fight the forklift. And I also want to say, this entire movie... By the way, John, let me point mm-hmm. out, this was filmed in Seattle. Where was there, it filmed in Seattle? <laughs> I understand I, I that. Didn't know, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was filmed in Seattle. Because there wasn't a Starbucks one. in it. There wasn't a Starbucks <laughs> in it. Are you sure it was filmed in Seattle? Not one person of color was in this movie. Of any. It's just pure white. Did I, did I blink and miss... Maybe one gang member was not white. I'm just pointing that out. I'm just surprised. No, it was filmed in right, 1990. Right. I, some of them were supposed to be Latino, I think. But yeah, no, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Interesting. I'm right. It's a racist movie. I guess. It was 1990. It was so, 1990. So that was the end. Um, did it just end like that? I forget the ending scene. They, yeah, they, they kind of just, yeah. They killed the gym teacher and then... They just kind of walk out to some sort of whatever. Oh, Stacy Keach. What happened to Stacy Keach? Oh, Stacy Keach does get killed by it was the gym teacher, right? The gym teacher comes from behind him and just like rips his heart out. Rips his heart yeah. out, like from behind. Yes, I forget why, but well, the, the cyborg had just at that point, like they were starting to disintegrate, and they had been. Yeah. I think they're just they were going haywire kind of sort like right. I, they really didn't have any control over anything. Oh, and oh, all the lab technicians had been slaughtered. They showed them all yep. dead in the control That's room right. at one point. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. It was just um, that mechanics, was that. android science gone terribly, terribly wrong. That means it's quiz time. The Bib Code Study QA Brain Twist. You like quizzes, John? I do like quizzes. I'll call it Study QA Brain Twist. The Bib Code. I love quizzes. The Bib Code. I'll call it So, as usual, at quiz time, I ask, and you know what, John? I left out this is like that, so that we have time for George's letter. You know how I usually do this is like that? And there was no this is like that. All I can say is this movie was like Robocop and Terminator. Pretty much. There you go. <laughs> and that's that. There you go. So John's like wiping his brow. Thank God. No, no, this is like that. But who, who from this movie was voted most likely to be the CEO of an elevator company? Did you give this any thought? Well, I'm going to say Cody because of the way he controlled that forklift going up and down, killing the gym teacher in the end. And it took a long yeah. time to rip off that head, by the way. Yes. So I'm going to go with Cody. Cody ran. He likes to make things go up and down. Unfortunately, uh, there were a lot of uh, fatalities on his elevators because <laughs> they had gone haywire. And he would just have these flashbacks to when he had to kill the gym teacher android with the forklift. and. He's still killing long story short, he wound up going. Long story short, he wound up going back to prison. Ah. <laughs> well, you know what? I said Cody, too. Yeah. For the same he, reason or a different reason? No, <laughs> different reasons. People, people thought Cody would be the CEO of an elevator company because they didn't show this in the movie. But when he was oh in prison, he, he decided to straighten out his life. And they didn't show it in the movie, but his favorite class was History of the Elevator. But, but he only, he only ended up being the elevator operator of the Seattle Space Needle. But mm-hmm. because of this, Wait, he was got this to help. set in Seattle? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I saw the Space I Needle. Know. There was no Starbucks. I didn't know. <laughs> but he, he got to help the, produce, the production company who made the hit movie Runaway Elevator. It was filmed in Seattle in the Seattle Space Needle. And it was about a runaway elevator. Because Cody was an actual elevator operator, he advised Dolph Lundgren, the star of the movie, on how to play an elevator operator in this movie about a runaway elevator. Did I say... Wasn't that the... How do you say his name? Lundgren. 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 Wearing his... Wearing his Addis, 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 Wearing his Addis and, and using his steel chainsaw. <laughs> no, That's the final solution. Steel cutter. Steel cutter. Steel cutter. 
So wasn't that the opening scene of the original Speed though, the Runaway Elevator? Anyway, well, you think in this movie the Runaway Runaway Elevator goes to the top of the Space Needle, and you think the excitement's over, but a helicopter shows up, and it takes the elevator car to another tall building. It takes it to the Minnesota Sky Needle. The Minnesota. Run, it's it's a Runaway Elevator again, only down to the basement. But and didn't that collapse in like 1950? Didn't you tell me that collapsed <laughs> in like 1957? I'm confused. It's a movie, John. It's a movie. <laughs> but you thought that was exciting, but the elevator's now in the sewer. It's run away, running away in the gushing water. It's a very exciting movie. Uh, but Cody <laughs> never ends up actually being the CEO. He just helped out with the filming of that movie. Gotcha. He was a technical consultant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know who they got to help him once the elevator was floating down the uh, sewer. Okay, who you from this movie? Stop. Who from this movie would most likely have a podcast? Well, here's the thing: these are going to be two very difficult because we have the podcast and we're going to have the spinoff. This mm-hmm. is going to be but, very difficult because nobody survived. Uh, yeah, a few, a few people survived. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> Christine and Cody. Sure. And I'm looking at my list here. Well, there was the mother. Okay, let's say uh, <laughs> let's say the mother. The mother who, well, I mean, she lost two sons. Does she ever realize she even lost the sons? I don't know. Maybe she found out. That's how you deal with losing a child. You uh, just keep high on drugs all the time and don't worry about support groups. That's her podcast. Is, is that her podcast? And well, is it I mean, like, is it like she, dead air? Yeah, basically. Like, how did you deal with the grief of your, how do you deal with the grief of losing a child and you just hear like this bong? Oh, jeez. That's how you deal with it. You're full of of hopeful thoughts tonight. Well, nobody lived. It's kind of it's kind of hard to like say. Well, now who had a spinoff? Well, like okay, go ahead. Who 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 do you think would have a podcast, well, Tim? This podcast. Well, Christy lived, and here's why right. I think that Christy would have a podcast. So you noticed, as I noticed, she had a different set of clothes, like for morning and afternoon classes, and every day mm-hmm. she was obviously stealing these clothes. She had a problem. She had deep seated issues, wondering if her dad was covering up the murders of the students, which he was. And after the death of her father at the hands of the cyborg gym teacher, she just started stealing more clothes after 1999. In fact, she taught Winona Ryder how to lift expensive clothes. But Winona wasn't as good a student as she should have been. She got caught. And she also taught Lindsay Lohan how to shoplift clothes. Uh, uh, And Lindsay also got caught doing other things. But she used all the money she saved stealing clothes to buy tickets for her other passion, being a child of the 90s. She followed the band Fish with a PH. She followed them everywhere, went to all their concerts. And at those concerts, she would steal their uh, Fish t-shirts. Until one day, she accidentally attended a Hootie and the Blow Fish concert. Not thinking it was Fish, because she was high or something. Right. And she was stealing Hootie and the Blow Fish t-shirts. But Hootie and the Blow Fish have serious security and... Um, uh, they beat the crap out of her for stealing these tie-dye shirts. But despite this, she became a huge fan of Hootie and the Blowfish. And it was then she started a podcast about Hootie. Every week on her podcast, she talks about how she loves the band, but maybe they could choose a better name as Hootie and the Blowfish is a terrible name for a band. And her podcast is called What a Crappy Name for a Band. There you go. There you go. Reusing my Hootie and the Blowfish material. Wonderful. From the time George was here. <laughs> I love to weave a story, John. There you go. You do. You weave it. You weave it. You do tell a tale, Tim. You really do. You tell a tale. Please, listeners, stay around for just a little bit longer. Yes. So, John, who 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 would have a TV spinoff, though? Like a, a fictional... Well, again, I was going to say Christine, and it's very tied into the clothes, but it's like... It's Christine, and she opens up a boutique where they have tie-dye bicycle shorts and, oh yeah, you know, all the clothes that they were wearing. From the 90s. From the 90s. Um, did they have Birkenstock? Wait, how do you say it? Oh, I did, don't know. They did sell, they did sell, they did sell a, a Didis. 
They did sell a Dittus there, and uh, <laughs> and Pumas. Yeah, and it's and just basically um, Nikkei. Where where was this movie set again? It's I think uh, in Seattle. In Seattle, so that's Seattle. right. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle. I have to check my notes on that. Yeah, it's just basically the ins and outs of running <laughs> a boutique that sells tie dye, bicycle shorts, and Adidas's, okay. and then a um, a Starbucks opens up in the building. The rents go what? up. And, she has to figure out how to. So that's the that's the storyline every week is like how she is how how she is going to pay uh-huh. for her rent now that the Starbucks has moved in. Does she refuse to get coffee at Starbucks? Is that part of the drama? But she loves. It is the part smell. of the drama. But every week somebody brings her in a chai latte and she's sipping <laughs> it and she's like, "Wait, what am I doing?" And that's like her catchphrase. That's her it's catchphrase. Like, well, what it's am I like, doing? It's, it's the funny thing. Every week she 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 takes she takes a sip of the Starbucks chai latte, realizes what she was doing, and then does a spit take. Right. And yeah. <laughs> And every week and there's, the a same, it's cele- the same there's a new celebrity. There's a new celebrity. There's Lindsay Lohan. There's Winona yeah. Ryder, Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> Paris Hilton. Yes. All these celebrities come in to shop for tie-dye bicycle shorts at her boutique <laughs> in the spinoff. <laughs> okay. I like that. Sounds like it's spit on every week. Different celebrities when she does her Yeah, just cover. So yeah, and every episode, yeah, every the guest star has to sign a waiver every week. Like you will have to take a spit take of Starbucks chai latte in the face. That's part of the agreement. Or don't bother. We're not going to use you. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Stacy Keach came on. He was the only one that w- wouldn't sign the waiver. He, he wanted yeah. milk spit. Milk he wanted milk. So they're like, no, Stacy, no. No <laughs> milk, no bananas. Starbucks chai latte or you're not. Forget it. So who would have a spin-off TV show in my my opinion? Uh-huh. I'm, I saw the hints for this, John, that you missed. Dr. Forrest, he was Stacy Keach. He's one that created these cyborgs. Uh-huh. And he gets killed in this movie. But Dr. But. Forrest had already made a cyborg of himself. And he had it ready to activate in case he died. The fact uh-huh. he was eating a banana was a big clue. You see, the real reason. God. <laughs> Dr. Forrester was eating bananas and drinking milk with his fancy dinner was because he used some of his body parts to make a cyborg version of himself. He lost a lot of calcium and potassium and needed to constantly refresh those nutrients. Okay. And, but. <laughs> and, and, but what? <laughs> This cyborg, Dr. Forrester, would travel around trying to implement his cyborgs in other settings to prove his cyborgs worked. Like one week he'd have cyborg clowns, and that didn't work out because the cyborg clowns would detect that people were laughing at them and go on a killing rampage. And then one week there'd be cyborg fishermen. And then, as this was set in Seattle, he realized he could make an entire cyborg wait, band. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this know. was set in Seattle? Yes. Oh, okay. I must have I must have put that in my notes somewhere. <laughs> he made an entire cyborg band called Fish, spelled with <coughs> okay, here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> and in this very special episode, as it was the nineties, he made this you know, he made this cyborg fish band. They played mm-hmm. a few hit songs before killing a group of hacky sack players at Woodstock ninety nine. And the name of this T V show would be 2000 party over. Oops, out of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they address Y2K in this spinoff at all? No. Yes, that's in the title. 2000 party over. Oops, out of time. You know who oh. said that, right, John? You getting it? Who said that? I did, no, I did get Yes, Tim, I did get it. It was Prince. Yes, I do get it. Yes, I understand <laughs> that. You don't have to explain that to me. Oh, was that Prince? I didn't yeah. Where is <laughs> this right. going to be said again? <laughs> okay. We have a redder. redder. A redder? We're going to read this letter and do it this week or next week, but we've got to get through this letter. Okay. Maybe this is two episodes. I don't know. I'm telling you, this letter's <laughs> got to be its own episode. Will we ever get to this letter? Because we're probably never going to get another letter, so we just want to keep pushing this <laughs> off as long as we can. I mean, oh I, doubt, I doubt New York Times bestselling author and friend of the show, George O'Connor, is really going to be offended. <laughs> I mean, okay, does he well, seem I'm to... opening this letter. Does he seem despondent to you? Does he seem suicidal? <laughs> is he not eating? 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight paragraphs. Jesus. You know what, John? We can't read this this week. <laughs> we can't do maybe, it. Maybe we should open the show with it one. Maybe we should open the show with it one week. Okay. We'll open the show with it next week. <laughs> All right. Or one week. We'll make a plan next week. George O'Connor, you've been cut from the show again. I'm sorry, George. In the green, waiting in the green room again. <laughs> who's who's the who's the guy that talked to his hand on uh, Ed Sullivan's show? Oh, is that uh, Topo Gigio? Is that it? Yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. We we had to have. If we, <laughs> you've been canceled because yeah, whatever. Topo Gigio went. If this were the 60s, I think Topo Gigio Gigio died when like Jimmy Carter was president (laughs) or something. But anyway, but he took up a lot of time anyway. He did. We we cut him out. We cut him out. No, George, we had to talk about Starbucks. We had to cut you. Yeah. Because we talked about too much. Uh, You need to email us. Well, we'll say goodbye. Should we say what? Do you have more to say? No, I have nothing to say. Just that you can email us, but we may not get to your letter for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> Betty Bimco, with an E at the end of that word, at Gmail. Uh, uh, we're on Twitter at Seti Bim. We're on Instagram, Seti underscore Bimco. Yes. <laughs> like us and follow us. You can listen to us on any platform, on YouTube. Anyway. We'll get out of here. John's laughing politely. Tim, you have a great week. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Party Line.